Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. Hey guys, it's Diana, and I'm this week's guest on the Kicks and Shit Show. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Gerard, and your girl, Gabby. We are back for episode 42 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Oh, no. I'm going to... And scene. And, and, and scene. <laughs> that was a little long, Brad. You know, I was going to let you finish. You were, that was you a little were, long. You were, you were, uh, you were going to do the rap sign? Were you like, you know, like... Little... Done? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's the wrap, folks. What what is happening in these streets, Gabby? Well, Dred, it's a beautiful day in the streets today. You know, it is, is it fifty degrees. I mean, fifty felt more like. I mean, it didn't, it didn't feel like fifty when I went outside to walk Hazel. I don't know. It didn't feel like twenty either, my friend. That's true. So That's true. I will take this as a win. That's true. Beggars can't be choosers. You're right. You're right. You know, it's been a good week. The All Star team was announced, and mm-hmm. someone from the Knicks was on announced as well. You know, I love me some Julius <laughs> Randle and some Knicks. Well, this is not a feeling I am used to. So what a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It, it's so funny because we did an episode of the seven footers podcast this week and the day that the reserves were announced was the same day we recorded but i hadn't seen the reserves yet because it literally happened as we came on to record so jenna's like oh i just got them and i was like all right well i'll just guess what i think they are and then we'll go so you know i'm flying through whatever and she's and i'm like okay east and i'm like all right one more in the east and she's like gerard this means something to me and i'm like like, means something to you and that's how like divorced my mind is from like the Knicks being relevant. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, Julius Randle. 
but kudos to Julius Randle and the Knicks. Kudos to Knicks fans. Like, you know, it's been a long suffering road for many, many years. So the fact that you're an all-star now, your team is winning. If the playoffs were to start today, you'd be in them. Um, so I think things are building in a positive and the right direction. So happy for you and other Knicks fans out there. Thank you. That's why my face has looked like this all week. <laughs> I'm also very happy for D-Book, you know, now that – not that I want to see players get hurt, like, you know, but I'm glad to see that he is in it. It's, <laughs> the Kardashian curse has been lifted, as I like to say. You knew I was going to go there, Dredd. Come on. But there's also so much talent in the West. So I was talking about this with someone earlier, you know. A lot of talent. Once he snubbed. Kind yeah, of, but there's also right. so much talent. So, you know, it's an honor to be nominated. I'm happy to see him there. It's a nice little story for him. And you know what, Gerard? Mm. You know why today was a great day? Why was today a great day? I'll say it's a great day because it's still very early yes. in my day. As you know, I am a you, creature of the night. You, <laughs> but <laughs> Wait, I love how you, I was like, what is she going to say? Not a, a lady of the night. No, uh, right. I was like, are you going to say I know, a I know woman of the night? All or a... that. <laughs> no, no, no. These streets are very quiet. There's a lady of the night. Like you think there is. I think Gerard... You think that I live this crazy, wild life. Wild, and, you know, wild. You know, this is this is my version of wild, is I get really excited to like bust out of Aaron Presto's that I bought from our guest today, and we'll talk more about that later. Oh, That's what makes me happy. But today, not only were there a bunch of deliveries, mm. but shouts to our girls from Sinners Love Sneakers, because I felt like I took a W for the first time in a you long did. time. You did, you did. My Fear of God sweatshirt came in mm-hmm. from PacSun. Shouts to Apple Pay for making that transaction happen. God bless technology and God bless you, Gerard. Uh, I was gonna say, doing in these streets? I was going to say, God bless technology capitalism, right? <laughs> that's that's kind of where you're at it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing okay in these streets. I'm feeling good. Yes, the 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 all-star announcement was was a big part of, uh, of the week. You know, it's so funny. People always say snubs, right? Well, if the, if someone's a snub, then who are you taking off the list to replace them, right? And that's the thing. Like, so okay, as good as I think Book is, okay, fine. If again, assuming Anthony Davis is healthy, who are you taking off the list to put Book on? I mean, maybe you could say CP3, maybe, but you'd argue that the reason why the Suns are good is because Chris is there. Oh, yep. you know. Anyway, it's it, it's a fascinating thing. But otherwise, besides basketball, life is good. Um, can't complain. Um, you know, it is in fact, as you mentioned. We're starting to get warmer out there. It's not – listen, let's not lose our minds and, like, be out here in shorts and a T-shirt. Oh, you mean, like, my short sleeves <laughs> that I'm going in today? You guys, look at it. This is, like, the least amount of clothing I think I've ever worn on this show. Very what true. What a day. We're, we're, not, we're not quite there yet, but, you know, it's – we're not in those bone-chilling, like, oh, my God, get me inside immediately. I don't want to speak too soon because, you know, March could still be a disaster of a month, so I'm just going to – I mean, madness in March, Gerard. Madness just, in March. And just hold it up. I will say – before we, uh, you know, bring in our guest, I was reading an article on Bloomberg Business Week about the sneaker industry and specifically about um, the resale market. And shouts to our friends Adina and Chad, um, the founders and creators of AnotherLane.com, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks, and also the sponsors of America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell. Um, but anyway, the whole article talked about um, the resale market and what different different people are doing. And it was interesting because it, it opened up talking about this guy and his name's like West Coast Joe or some kind of like he's some sneaker reseller. But okay. he uses bots and he goes into Discord chats with like his friends that help him out with this. And with these bots that all have his credit card information, 
he does what we talk about all the time, which is order a hundred, whatever, a million pairs of shoes and gets them all shipped to his warehouse out in on the West Coast and then resells them for, you know, 100, 150, 200 above whatever the retail price is. And the Bloomberg Business Week article, like, because, you know, first of all, it's Bloomberg Business Week, so they are pro-capitalism, obviously. Um, they made it seem like, oh, what a wonderful entrepreneur this guy is. And look at how he thinks and uses digital. And it's what we talk about all the time. It's like, yo, that's not, no, like, you didn't create anything on your own or start like, no, you gained a system with AI and bots to buy up pairs that people who want to and maybe can only afford to pay regular retail price mm -hmm. and are now jacking it up just for your own profits, right? Because again, and it's just, you know, it, it kind of was like, huh, but you know, that's, we, we glorify the ability to make tons of money and that's, that's what matters in the society. And it, you know, sneaker culture obviously is no different. I agree. But I will say I give respect to the small business owners and resellers that are doing it the right way, that it's the old school way based on plugs, connections, also not price gouging. So that's why I want to give shouts like sinners mm -hmm. love sneakers. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I know both of us took a W with our girls this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did. We what did, did you buy, Gerard? Tell the people. Well, I mean, why you got a rare sight? First of all, why do you got to put my business out in the streets? Number one. Number two. Very sneaker show, Gerard. <laughs> we talk about sneakers. I don't know if you got the memo, but I'm going to send it over to your secretary. <laughs> Type it in for the show notes for they, next week. They, 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 we got to talk about kicks. They, 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 have, they, they have not arrived yet, but um, I will be um, sporting a pair of the Jordan Cool, cool Gray 3s very Ooh. soon. Really looking forward to those. You know, you know, I'm a 3s guy. I love my 3s. And that's, uh, that's a really nice pair. Looking forward to that. And yes, I, I wanted to make it clear. Like, I'm not, we love what Chad and Adina do. We love what Sinners Love Sneakers yep. do, various plugs. Because they do it within a realm that is like what I consider like reasonable, right? Like they're not just literally doing it out here to price gouge and like they are know. entrepreneurs in that sense. They are exactly. business owners. Exactly. They are community first. Exactly. And that's why we love them. And I think exactly. there's a big difference between like a goat that's owned by Foot Locker mm -hmm. that are are one of the major cogs of this wheel of sneaker culture. That is dictating these prices. I told you, I, I watch the stock market on StockX. Like it's like the trading floor of what that is, you know. And shout, I think eBay is like a great in between because there's no fees for buyers or sellers. But like you're talking to a person. Like I think mm -hmm, until mm -hmm. people like Chad and Adina and mm -hmm. Dolly existed, that's kind of like the closest thing you get to negotiating one on one. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I'm happy to see if we are be having honest conversations about what the state of sneaker culture is, knowing that resale is a piece of it. Mm -hmm. Support small if you can, guys, you know? I mean, like, or or, or shop eBay. Yeah, so support, nope. support small, shop eBay, you know, and really, again, the, the, the people with the bots, man, like, come on. Like, that's just, that's a whole different animal. Anyway. Don't um, be fooled by the bots that I got, Gerard. That's all I think. You know, I've been, I've been, <laughs> Holding on to that little nugget. I was going to say, you've been waiting to use that one. I will say, I think maybe it was this week or last week was the 10th year anniversary or 20 year. I don't remember of uh, J-Lo wearing that uh, green Versace dress. 
Um, so when you said don't be fooled, but that's of course the first thing that popped in my mind, and I saw that on Twitter that's recently. The first thing that pops in your mind about J Lo, no, it's not a, no, stop. From the block on the six with her cute little beater, and I don't think so. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. But no, it it, it reminded me because I saw it on Twitter. It was like, oh, and I think it was either this week or last week. It was like 20, 20 year anniversary. That sounds about right. Twenty year, whatever. Okay, so she, weird. I mean, you you can't tell by looking at her because she does an age, which is a whole other conversation in of itself. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, folks, stay tuned because we have a very special guest coming up next. You know, someone who's obviously involved in the world of sneakers. Um, she is an influencer. She is a lot of different positions and points of view on this industry. And you guys will want to stay tuned for that. So what's good, everybody? We are back and we are joined by runner sneaker enthusiast influencer diana karen morales diana how are you thank you for joining us hi thank you for having me i'm doing well as healthy i feel like that's all that matters right now indeed it is now we we talked about this before we started recording you know as you can tell folks there's some sunlight coming in where (laughs) diana is she's obviously on the west coast and not in frigid new york city like we are which is fine though you know not you know whatever la new york is not not that kind of thing just a little bit, a little bit jealous of the warmer weather, though. I will say, a little, little jealous. Yeah, I don't. I, I want the cold right now, but we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Come on over, girl. We got plenty of space. My sneaker closet is like a wine cellar. It's like a cool fifty-four degree. I'll time. sleep there, girl. I will sleep there. <laughs> I love it. So, Diana, let's start from the beginning. When did you first fall in love with sneakers? So I first fell in love with sneakers back in 1999, um, very early on. I was about nine years old, nine ten. Um, thanks to my older sister Lindsay, um, she was the one that kind of started getting into sneakers. Um, the very first pair I remember her having were the Jordan Columbia Fours. Um, they were too many sizes too big, but I would still, you know, wear them whenever she wasn't home because she would get all mad about, you know, the creasing and everything. But, um, yeah, that's when I started noticing sneakers and I kind of just started begging my parents to like buy me sneakers from that point on. Um, and then she handed those down to me. Unfortunately, I don't have them anymore. I don't know what happened to them after we like moved from our old house. But, um, yeah, I would beg my parents, you know, do chores every other, you know, Saturday just to, you know, have the latest Jordans, cop them off like East Bay, call them up, you know, those good days. That East Bay catalog, <laughs> back in the day, that was for real. I used to like circle like pretty much everything. And mm-hmm. man, those good days when you would just wake up Saturday morning, you weren't like having to enter draws or raffles, and just call up, have your sneakers, miss those days. But yeah, as soon as I turned 16, I got a job so that I can just buy my own shoes and stop bugging my parents for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because so many people have that similar story, right? Because most parents of, of kids, of people that we talk to, were not trying to buy their kids no hundred and whatever dollar pair of sneakers. Yep. That was not a thing. It's like, oh, you want those? Cool, get a job because yeah. <laughs> your sneaker allowance a, is fifty dollars. So yeah, yeah, and that's a thing though. I've always been luckily I still fit into grade school sizes. Oh, so yes. in my foot honestly has stayed the same throughout like I've been a six and a half seven um so any shoes that I have from like back in the day they still fit today although they're not in the best condition because I wouldn't take care of them like that but um but yeah I luckily at that point they were still like 70 bucks for like a pair of ones you know anything like super below 100 for sure and now it's like you're seeing grade school sizes come out and like they're damn near 200 bucks with like taxes it's insane and that's at retail 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's before any if the you're other lucky to get them, at right? Time. I was gonna say, forget about. I am never lucky. <laughs> yeah, same girl. For, forget I'm forget right about that resale you. market, right? Now you're paying an extra Man. like hundred dollars over the top of that. You you also mentioned East Bay, which I mean, everybody. I mean, there is no person like within a certain age bracket that does not know about yep. East Bay. That catalog, and it was so colorful. You just get it. Like, wait to get to your mailbox, and you're like, mm, the East Bay catalog. And yep. My mom, every color, too. Every color. So my like, mom would, like, throw them away before I would even see them, and I would get so mad when I would, like, open the trash, and I would see it in there. Like, I would take it out. I don't care if there's banana peels on it. Like, I would legit take it out, and I'd get so mad because she would throw out my magazines. <laughs> It is funny, right? Because I feel like, you know, when we were younger, you had to like sort of convince your parents why this is so important, right? Because they just didn't get it. Like one, right. one obviously, no doubt, because they worked very hard. And they're like, well, you want to spend a hundred and whatever dollars on sneakers when this costs $50 and it does the same purpose. And you're like, ain't about yep. that, mom. These aren't fresh. And she's like, I don't want to hear that shit. And it's like. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it's funny because back in the day, you know, women weren't really like into sneakers like that. It was more so like looked at as like a guy thing to do. So my mom used to always say like, oh, you're not a boy. Like, you're such a tomboy. Like, you know, girls aren't supposed to wear shoes like that. You're not supposed to dress like that. And like now looking back at it now, she's like, okay, now I get it. Like I get why you were like early on onto it. I'm like, see, it's not that, you know, I was being a boy, but I mean, I've always been kind of a tomboy, but even then it's like, it was always so frowned upon because women weren't really into sneakers at that point like that. It is amazing, though, right, how, you know, society's gender norms even mm -hmm. impact things like sneakers. I mean, what? yeah, sneakers are sneakers. Like, what? it doesn't matter. Like, exactly. For. Yeah, but, but it is a thing. And I think uh, like sneakers are really trying to pave the way for how they're thinking of gender in this industry. Right. Like sometimes I'll get a pair of Nikes and I'll have both men's and women's sizes on it, even if grade school, you know, like. Yeah. It's interesting to see the progress, but knowing that we're going into International Women's Month, this episode actually launches on the first day of International Women's Month, which is very exciting. Um, tell us what you think that progress has been made in terms of females and what is the opportunity to continue to grow? Um, honestly, I'm not going to say that progress has been made because I feel like oh. it's kind of plateaued in a sense where I don't really feel like brands are really, you know, showing much love to women, although... Yes, you know, women's exclusive sneakers are great, but I think they're not really getting in the hands of women, um, especially when you have like extended sizes. And even then, like guys with smaller feet, they're still going after them. And I think like the game is so messed up right now where even if you don't want the shoe, like it's almost like the thrill of like, let me see if I can get it. So like the people that actually want the shoe or like the woman, they're not able to get it because it's not really getting in their, their hands. And even with, you know, men's exclusives are just like sizes that aren't really or shoes that aren't coming out in like, grade school sizes you know we're already at a disadvantage at that point because they they didn't come out in our sizes you know mm -hmm. so um I think definitely brands can maybe do a little better when it comes to that of either making you know I'm not saying completely disregard women um women exclusive sneakers because that's great you know men always get their shoes like why can't we have it too but I don't know what can be done to like try to avoid in a sense i don't know i feel like the game is like so mixed now that it's going to be very hard to like try to find like that happy medium mm -hmm. where someone you know is always going to be mad about something no matter what yeah i mean i i think you're dead on with that we we started the show talking about resellers and just that whole marketplace and it's really interesting because you mentioned you know women not being able to get shoes because of the 
you know, the extended sizes and guys, even if they don't do extended sizes, guys with smaller feet going uh-huh. after it. One of the things that I, you know, again, we always talk about it, Gabby and I talk about it on the show. If it's a women's launch, I don't care how fresh it is. If they have, I never, ever even attempt to go after it. I'm like, this See, is, and I wish every guy thought like you. It's just I like, know. why? I like, these it. aren't for me. Like, yeah, it clearly exactly. says women. So cool. <laughs> Ladies, yeah. have a good day. Hope you, hope you get like, lucky. And like, by all means, like, it's, it's dope that guys want to wear, you know, women's shoes too. Because I feel like at one point, like back in the day, it was also frowned upon. Like, guys didn't really mm-hmm. want to, you know, touch anything women. And it's like really dope now seeing guys like incorporating like tail four bags, like in their outfits mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like wearing like women's sneakers. I really, I think it's really dope that, you know, it's kind of blurring that line. So it's super dope that they're doing that. However, when it does come to like sneaker releases, like now it's like hard to even get our hands on it again. Cause just like people want that thrill. Like, let me enter this raffle and see if I can get them. And I've also noticed that the smaller sizes usually go for a lot more money. So I'm assuming guys are kind of just aiming to get like a size four or, you know, a smaller size just to get, you know, that bigger profit. And it's like, by all means, you know, get your money. But then it's like, again, it's like ruining the game for like people that actually want the sneaker. I know. It really is so crazy. I mean, you and I wear the same size, which we can talk about in a little which I love personally. But I think, you know, that grade school sizing is very interesting because some shoes will come out in a grade school seven and a men's seven. Mm-hmm. I sometimes will go for the men's seven because I know it's going to be easier to get because the differentiation in size is so minuscule. Mm-hmm. I have a better shot at getting the adult size versus the grade. School. The price though, the price is different, <laughs> but it's cheaper than resale. Yeah, you're absolutely so that's, right. That's kind of like my weird twisted logic. And you know, Gerard, we do appreciate men like you are a man for the ladies yep. and kind of blurring <laughs> those lines. But, um, what have you been loving though in terms of launches? Like since there you talk about some of the women's launches that have been coming out, what are you liking that you're seeing? Um honestly, uh, just you know, not to disregard your question or anything. I think it's really dope like women specific like launches, even collaborations. Um I do think that we do need to start expanding a little more rather than just keeping the same like launches with like Alaylee or Melody or whatever and so on and so forth. I feel like when people bring up like um, women collaborations, it's always like the same three, four names coming up where I think that definitely has to change. There's a lot of, you know, different people moving the needle left and right where, you know, they're just not getting the shine because everyone's like so hyped on like this one person that I think brands need to start expanding a little more when it comes to that. Like uh, in the men's department, everyone's like getting the sneaker, you know, wherever. So it's like, why is it not that way with women? However, with the shoes that have been releasing, um, I actually pulled this one aside, the um, Jordan 6, a lady, um, just because I think it's like super dope. Again, I think it's really dope that women that are, you know, specifically a lady, she's from L.A. She's a woman, you know, she's younger generation. I think it's really dope that she has like that opportunity to like um, bring out a shoe and like insp- hear her inspiration behind it, like the storytelling and everything. I think it's really dope being able to like relate. And like, even though I don't personally know her that way, um, being able to know like where she came from, her inspiration, having the shoe, you know, I think it's really dope and like empowering. Um, but for sure, think that there's some lack there where brands are just kind of targeting the same like three or four girls and, you know, let's just keep pumping out releases because we see that it works. But it's like, where's the diversity when it comes to that, you know? Yeah. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Because it, it ties in what we talked about earlier. Look, at the end of the day for the brands, this is about making dollars, right? That That is their number one and primary focus. Yep. Is how am I going to generate as much profit as possible? And if there's a formula that works, which is, all right, let's get these three names, right? And let's pump out mm-hmm. these. They know it's going to work because that's what yep. happens. 
But where they may be missing an opportunity is sort of taking that gamble or that risk, right? And looking at, let's find that undiscovered underground street artist. Let's do, right? Yep. Do like an open casting call or something like that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a brand like Nike or Jordan brand, like you can afford to like do that. And like, okay, even if it doesn't work out sales-wise the way you want it to, like what's it going to actually cost you in terms of dollars, right? Like, Yeah, and I, I, honestly, I feel like with the with the way that the game is right now, that the possibility of it failing is like so low just because everything is like, I mean, every release, you see how it happens every week. Like everyone's so hyped on it. They're bummed that they didn't get it. But then the following week, something else comes out. They forget about that previous year. So it's like, it's like an ongoing thing that, you know, it's might as well. Why not take that risk when, you know, your odds of like losing are really like slim and it's might as well at that point. Mm-hmm. No, totally agree. And I know we talked about this at the top of the show, um, but you're a runner. Mm-hmm. And when Gerard and I started the show, we talked a lot about fashion versus function. And I would love to know your thoughts on what shoes do you run in? Are they fashionable? Are they functional? Are they both? <laughs> Let's talk about it. So I think it's really dope. And this actually happened like a couple years back. Um, currently right now, I know you guys, <laughs> Gabby, you know how I feel about like Jordan 1s being like the issue right now, dunks. And again, it goes back to like the brands milking whatever they see working. And like, yep. great, by all means, you know, everybody is like getting their, you know, chance at different pairs. But um, a couple years back, like runners were really the thing, like Flyknit Racers. Everyone was like super into it. Everyone wanted, you know, a pair. Um, but currently what I'm running in is I've started venturing out to different brands. Um, I'm like trying like New Balance. I'm trying um, Hoka's. I My by far favorite shoe, though, is the Pegasus 35 Turbo 1, I believe mm. is what they're called. They're my all-time favorite shoe. I personally wouldn't wear it as like a regular, like everyday shoe. But I mean, if I'm like going to walk around a lot or something, I think they're like the perfect shoe. I've run three full marathons in them and they're amazing. So, yeah. Wow, that's dope. You know, it's so funny you mentioned running because we we talked about that quite a few episodes ago. I think it was when we had um, Saifa on, perhaps we were talking about running shoes. Um, And I, you know, now because of just some, injuries and just like the way and I run and what's good for my feet Nike's ain't it right like those just yeah. don't they don't work for me so I run in Hoka's now Hoka Clifton sevens and let me Ooh. tell you performance wise excellent yep fashion wise <laughs> not so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's put it let's put it like this you ain't gonna see me out in my Hoka's just oh let me just go out to the th-. no 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 those are strictly you the Hoka Poka in them no, they- <laughs> no that's no. the thing that a lot of like shoes that actually work for like functionality and like serving the purpose like they're not the best looking shoes but you know for you know running why not if it's gonna help me prevent me from getting injured if Mm -hmm. it's gonna help me keep going you know longer distances by all means i don't care if this shoe is hideous like it's more so functionality over like style at that point yeah, there for are sure. opportunities though. I mean, like the Ronnie Feig partnership with Asics, a forever go, and the Sean Weatherspoons. Like, we've dipped our toe in the fashionable running shoes pool. That's the thing, though. I would never I, like run in those though. No, no, absolutely not. Outside, I, you know? <laughs> absolutely, it's just interesting seeing kind of that crossover, and maybe yeah. that's why it doesn't work because people don't want to run in them, right? Because they're so pretty, because they're a collab. But you know, I mean, I like my Gel Light Asics. Listen. Yeah, they're. 
Yep. Asics are, that's a wonderful brand. I mean, like so many people love those New Balance. I mean, it's all, look, at the end of the day for running, it's about like your running style, like mm-hmm. your body and what works for you, right? Like, yep. especially like <laughs> Gabby joked about like before we recorded, like the the all episode right. this is, right? And, and being close to my age, especially when you get up there around my age, you don't want to be doing any injuries like while you're out there on the- No, for sure. Like a lot of people usually reach out to me asking like, what's the best like running shoe? And like, it's hard. Like, obviously I'll tell them what I'm running in, but I always suggest like actually going into like a road runner sport mm-hmm. or like some store that doesn't just carry one particular brand. Like, mm-hmm. although I love Nike, like I'm not just going to recommend like going to a Nike store and getting like a shoe more so go to like an actual running store where you're going to yep. have different options. Mm-hmm. You can try them out in store because we're all different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, some of us pronate, some of us, you know, don't have an arch or mm-hmm. what so, you know, whatever, but it's always better to just kind of get a feel for how they are and especially going to stores that have a good return policy where you can take them out to run. If you don't like them, take them back, get something else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Flat foot heel striking pronator over here. So there you go. See, we're all different. <laughs> Tiny feet, very top heavy, <laughs> high center of gravity, very different dynamic. And, and I need stability in my shoes because <laughs> let me tell you, I've had my fair share of falls. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting though, right? Like this, the, the different uh, styles that you have there. So, you know, we talked about um, the resale market, and that's always a, a topic of conversation for us. Generally speaking, what are your thoughts and how do you feel about the resale market sort of as a whole? As a whole, I mean, I I don't really know how I feel about it. I mean, by all means, again, like, I'm not going to knock someone's hustle. Like, I mean, I don't want to, you know, count anyone's money in their pocket, you know, if someone is selling something because they need to put food on their table, I mean, by all means, you know, like I know the game has changed so much, but I think it does kind of mess it up for everyone else that truly is passionate about sneakers that they actually want to wear the shoe, not just like have in their collection. Um, I think it, it definitely, you know, it's, it's a little slippery slope when it comes there. Cause you know, I'm all for it. If you know, that's how you get your income. If that's how you're like eating off of it um, by all means. But again, it, it, messes it up for everybody else that is passionate about like sneakers and wants to have it wants to wear it um it's difficult because i don't i myself i i hate buying resale i don't ever do it if i can't get them at retail or close to retail i just move on like it's just not meant to be that's awesome yeah. I, I love that mindset so many people can't do that though right they, yeah. they, 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 ha- they have to get it <laughs> yeah i mean nah, i'm good that's why I'm very grateful that Diana and I were a similar size. <laughs> Funny story, Jordan, I don't know if you know this, but you know one of my favorite pairs that I've never been able to get my hands on are the Wave Runners from the original release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I mean, you know how it is, the ups and downs of freelancing. You guys both know, like, yeah. sometimes it's crazy, sometimes you're living large, and sometimes it's like ramen noodles is a fancy yeah. night, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I, Diana was selling her Wave Runners at basically retail, perfect condition and I was in that ramen noodle life and I had to pass and I like pun intended I'm still kicking myself to this day about it because I know I you just to resell- told me that they're like reselling for a lot I'm like seven hundred dollars seven hundred dollars wow it's wild <sighs> man I again I, I'm with you Diana like because we we have friends of the show Chad and Adina they run another lane who of course are the sponsors of America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, which is coming up next. Um, you know, if, if especially because of the way that 
another lane's design, right? Like Chad and Adina, they are sneaker historians and are deep involved in this game. This isn't just like a money-making venture. Like we care about this thing and we care about the people and the community within it. So when it's like that, I'm good with it, right? When you care, but when you're here not to care about the community, but just to see how much you can milk money out of it, that's yep. when I'm like, all right, man, like this, this isn't cool. Like we're not, we're not down for that. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you. Well, folks, you know what time it is. America's favorite segment coming up next. So stay tuned. What's up, everybody? We are back and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment <laughs> Shoe Intel presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Listen, I've talked about Another Lane throughout this show. You know we love our people, Chad and Adina. Again, you know, in this environment where resale is a part of the culture, as Gabby mentioned, it's here to stay. What we love so much about Another Lane is Chad and Adina actually actually care about the culture and the community. If you want to be on there and you want to show kicks, exclusive kicks, do whatever you have to do, cool, sell, you want to find like-minded people, we got you. You want to sell? No problem. We're not going to kill you with seller fees because there are none. You know, and he also, again, because Chad and Dina care so much about sneakers, and I mentioned last week how Chad's a W.E.B. Du Bois level historian when it comes to sneakers. You know, if you want to have that kind of environment and family, really is what it is, around you, anotherlane.com is the place for you to go. Now, Diana, this is your show. Tell us what you got. All right. Dope. So... I tried bringing just different things that mean different, you know, (laughs) things to me pretty much. So my grail, my ultimate grail, I actually got one of these right here. It took me forever to, uh, even with like the re-release, I took the biggest L on them. And this is probably one of the only like maybe two shoes that I've ever paid resale for. And even then I still got them like at a decent price. I got them for like Um, $320 compared to like how shoes usually go for right now um yeah this is like this was the only pair like if i can get rid of all my shoes it probably i'd be just keeping this one um love, i don't know i don't know love, what love that it's, elephant print I love, yeah i love it it's um i love air max i'm a huge like fan of all air maxes especially like the ones the 90s 95s 97th um so yeah these for and, sure. and the teal love the teal it's quite yeah nice. have you worn them though that's what oh, I, have absolutely. I, I, I mean stuff. they have creases but i mean you can't really see them but yeah girl i don't care about the creases. <laughs> love a good life I love it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i get my shoes to wear them, so. <laughs> I yeah. love it. um another pair that i got are the Swarovski um 97s these when they came out that price the retail price alone i was like mm not getting them but (laughs) it was just a shoe that i was gonna like admire from a distance um i actually got super lucky and it got sent to me like super randomly by someone that used to work at nike sportswear um and the funny story is that i actually had just signed my adidas contract like maybe like two weeks prior to getting them so i had to like keep them on ice and like not tell anybody for like a year and a half (laughs) till my contract was up so the day after my adidas contract was up these were the first shoes that I wore when I can like I was a free agent. So these are just super dope. It's really dope. Um, uh, they're the silver bullet, but like with a twist. So they're super sick. Mm-hmm. So Diana, in in many ways, you're like the James Harden of running. I don't know if people remember that story. So Harden used to have a bunch of J's and like Nikes and whatever. And then Adidas came calling with that mega contract. And all of a sudden it's like, well, if they're going to pay me $200 million, these Nikes are going to have to go on ice. The difference is 
that mine wasn't like mega big. <laughs> but I did come to find out that like no money is like worth your happiness. Like I've always been and I'm probably oversharing more than I should, but um, but why not, right? Um, <laughs> I've always been a fan of Nike and like Jordan. That's always been like everything that I've owned prior to my Adidas contract contract, I didn't own anything Adidas. So it was really hard a year and a half without wearing shoes, walking into my sneaker closet, seeing everything. Like it was extremely hard to like not wear anything. Um, I almost felt like I couldn't be myself because I was a running ambassador. So I would just really get um, running stuff. And it's like, how often can you wear ultra boost? You know, like it's it's the same thing over and over and over. So yeah, I went through like almost like, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but like a really dark period just because like, I really felt like I couldn't be myself online or offline. Yeah. I mean, even going to sneaker events, I couldn't be caught like wearing Nike yes. because, you know, word travels so fast. LA is so small. So it was it was really hard. Um, yeah. And, and your, to a brand. Your, your contract, if anybody, your contract would get voided, right? If you were in anything oh, yeah. but uh, Adidas, mm-hmm. they would void your contract immediately, yeah, right? Absolutely. And I mean, they, play, they paid me a flat fee, like right off the jump. And they paid it like on my first week. So, of course, you know, who's going to want to like pay back after you know like if you mess up so i mean i couldn't i literally couldn't wear anything i remember posting a picture with like the sleeve like you know how they have the champion logo mm-hmm. i it was on there and it wasn't a part of my contract but i still like it got flagged and they made me take it off so i'm like yo i can't like just wear yeah. leggings a sports bra and freaking ultra boost all the time you know like that's just not who i am <laughs> so it was so hard and like i mean i'm super grateful for the experience you know for everything but I mean, what I've learned from it is that no money is worth my happiness. So I don't care if I'm offered X amount of money. If it's not like, if I can't buy a house with it, I'm good. Like, here, 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 here. It's not, it's not yeah, worth that. it. Um, and then the other shoe that I have, it's the one I showed earlier, the um, Alele's. They're really dope. Gabby, I know you were mentioning that, you know, usually pink shoes are not it. When I think of women exclusive, well, when brands think of women exclusives, I hate that they always think pink because what we really want is, guy colorways and girl sizes but this one was really well done Mm -hmm. i think it's super dope the material they're even though they're light colored they're super you know they're good um got them dirty and they came off like hella quick so it's it's really dope i really like the way that she put these together like the um infrared super sick so these were the three one that I don't have up here that I should have brought up were the um, infrared Air Max 90s. Mm. Those are like by far one of like maybe my top three um, sneakers too. Again, I'm like super big on Air Maxes. And um, another one would be the Columbia Force. The Jordan's okay. the one that started everything. The OG. I had them. Yeah, I had the release <laughs> in a size 7 youth, but they were a little too big. So I got rid of them and then I just never found a six and a half. So <laughs> here I am. <laughs> so obviously Air Maxes, we know. Um, what are some of your other favorite silhouettes? Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be just only Jordan brand Nike, but if it is, that's fine. Um, my other favorite silhouettes besides Air Max, and Air Max Day is coming up too, by the way. I'm like, I love Air Max Day. Um, I would probably say prior to like them becoming the issue would be like Jordan ones. Um, right now I currently have like a little love hate with them because (laughs) everyone and like everybody and their mom is wearing them. Mm. They're like coming out in like the same colorway, almost like what Yeezy did with like the same shoe over and over and over, just like changing the hue a little bit um yeah i just feel like they're being overdone right now so i'm like kind of setting them aside um i've always been a fan of like the um the fours the 11s um sevens 
yeah i, I mean i started my passion for shoes started with jordan so it's it. almost like all the jordans are like super dope to me but for sure i would say um air maxes and flynet racers honestly mm -hmm. i feel like everyone's so past that era but they're so comfortable and like the colorways just everything is like so like they're good perfection honestly <laughs> And they're just comfortable. I mean, I think that's the thing about ones that is so funny to me. I love a one. Don't get me wrong. I love a one mid. Oh, same. A low. Eh. But. Why well, you got to hate them on one lows? Shoes. <laughs> no, and see, that's the thing, though. Own thing. If there's a one though, for yeah. everybody, Dry. Everybody, like, is so. I don't get the, like, mid slander. Because it's, like. So much slander. You know what? Back in the day, like, the freaking. What is it? The um, black and gold metallic ones. Mm -hmm. yep. The. um. What are they called? The black and yellow ones? The love, love, hate? What are they called? I forgot what they're called. But yeah. they're, uh, anyway, point is, I keep thinking the Carmelo like is the black and gold. Yeah. So I don't get where it became like the like shoe that we're all going to trash on. Yep. When, I mean, they, they're sick colorways. They're a lot easier to get because everybody, you know, talks trash on them. So it's like, by all means, like, if a shoe's not for us, it's for somebody else. So. They're becoming harder, though, I will say, because I tried to get the gold metallic with the gold black and white um, mids. And mm -hmm. in Gerard's eyes, they were there for a long time. <laughs> Mine, they were sold out. So I had someone who knew that I wanted that pair and put them aside for me. Like, bless our friends in the sneaker industry. No, but, for sure. No, less like that. But I think it's very interesting now that Nike and Jordan Brand have put out mids in, like, more of the traditional colorways, mm -hmm. right? So you see that bread mid come out, mm -hmm. all the haters changing, are quiet. Yeah, because it's like they see that, again, it's part of like the whole milking process. They see that yep. like the ones are hot. So like the hype beats, the sneaker heads, they all have like the Chicago ones. So, or like the bread. So what can they do to bring that, you know, a style of that sneaker Very to like smart. the regular consumer that wants to be like that, you know, sneaker head. So that's why it's like, I'm not dissing, I'm not disrespecting no. like, the one is like such a great iconic shoe, but I think right now they're being like overly, you know, worn by everyone that mm -hmm. I'm just like, all right, let me just, you know, stick to my Air Maxes to like, <laughs> you know, and then again, like last year, everybody was all about Air Maxes too. So it's like, it's so funny how like mm -hmm. things come in waves and like, there's like, you know, the shoe just keeps evolving the same thing yep. or revolving, honestly. It is, a, it's it is a revolving. revolving. It's, like it's a revolving door. The year of the dunk, you know, I mean, I'm with you on the ones. I think it's so funny because there's so much conversation on social media. Ones only be worn in the rain. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to wear my ones in the rain. That's what my 11s are for because they're cat and leather. <laughs> exactly. You 11s know? are um, the original rainy day shoes. Exactly. And it has nothing to do with how much I love them because I love them. They just, patent leather is more functional. But I think the ones are so funny because I feel the same way, right? Like I wear them out and I'm like, oh, look like every other girl. And I'm not going to lie, though. The one pair of shoes that I wanted out of all the January, February, March launches – were the silver toe ones so hell of a drug <laughs> like, i see i don't know what it is i don't know if it's like tainted for me but like i don't even care for any of the ones coming out like i think the last pair of ones that i actually wanted oh i couldn't even tell you i'm honestly i have the chicago one so with those i'm like i'm good okay. i got I even got rid of some of my ones i had like about 12 or 13 pairs of ones and I probably got rid of half of them just because I don't like care for them like that anymore. The the only pair of ones that I well I wanted to get the trophy room ones that you know the ones that came out <laughs> yeah. but we talked you about that everybody. whole yeah. that botched release which was <laughs> disastrous. Um and the only other pair that I would want are the um the off-white uh Carolina blues like that 
other other than that, like I'm good on months. Like, I got them, and they're not they're not daddy. They're not daddy. Gerard <laughs> has very expensive taste, but Gerard, I had to ask you though because this is shoe and tell, so we're gonna we're gonna mm, tell all. Mm. If they came out with a trophy room one mid, mm-hmm. are you making a play for that shoe, Gerard? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not anti mid. I've never been anti mid. Okay, good, good. That's good. not me. Like, I mean, first of all, I wear one lows, which you don't like, Gabby. So why would I hate on a mid? <laughs> they just look like I'm. I'm ready to do some like zoot suit riot. No, they them. don't. Like, no, not. they don't. They don't. Have you ever seen me in one, Gerard? They, they don't look like that. Maybe look like that for you, but not for me. And by the if way, it's not for us. Put, on me personally, they don't look great. I'm not saying I hate on them. We know the goat himself. <laughs> as I, as I just, I was just gonna say, and we know the goat himself. All you see him in these days are one lows. That's what but he on, wears. On me, I look like I'm ready to do some zoot suit riot. <laughs> not, not my bag, but it's okay. That's what's fun about this, right? It's like. Everybody has different tastes. If you like pink shoes, yeah. if you like pretzels. Like there, there's something Pretzo for everybody. Kindle. There is something <laughs> for everybody. Absolutely. Diana, thank you so much for joining us. We of really course, love this conversation. Me. Where can the people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Diana K-M-I-R. It's my, everyone always thinks my last name is King here, but it's my first name, my middle initial, and the first three of my last name. Very good. And you guys know where you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We are everywhere. We are at the Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. And until next time, peace. <laughs>